0: I'm J.B. Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gigillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig with details.
1: Attention, true crime enthusiast, Searching for a way to
2: unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime.
3: Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.
2: From UFOs to ghosts and government cover-ups, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now, or learn the stuff they don't want you to know.
3: Hello everyone, and welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. The the uh, Ben.
1: Uh, actually, my real name is Ben, and I promise I won't do that accent anymore. Uh, Matt. I can always tell when things are about to get serious on our shows, whether it's our video or our audio, because you've got the uh, e, you've got the e smoke going. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. No, it's cool. It reminds me of the caterpillar in Alice in
3: Wonderland. Oh wow, that's the look I'm going for. Giant <laughs> caterpillar with a hookah.
1: <laughs> Is that the that's that explains so much uh, yeah. about um, our profile picks that we're, <laughs> we're working on. Uh, we are talking today about two of my favorite subjects: uh, government secrets and the search for psychic powers, or just fringe science. Right? We're fans yes. of that.
3: Yes. Anything on the fringe.
1: You and I uh, grew up loving the X Files, mm-hmm. loving Twilight Zone, Outer Limits. Yeah, we even sat through a couple of the downer seasons of Fringe. Yeah. It
3: happened. Hey man, it was, I'm on the fifth season, by the way. You should know. Oh, are you still watching it? Yeah, I haven't finished it. Okay, well. Please don't spoil it. I won't
1: tell me. Hey, I, you know what? The, uh, the writers did a good job, good enough job spoiling (laughs) Fringe. (laughs) Oh no. They don't need our help.
3: Oh,
1: don't tell me that. Uh, no, no, I'm kidding. It's, it's, uh, one man's opinion. But uh, when we are talking about these things, we naturally go to one of the coolest subjects we've talked about in a while, which was the Soviet version of MKUltra. I mean, that's what we called on the show, right? Yeah,
3: well, it's also the Soviet version of Project Stargate. Yeah. it's It's got a lot of similarities to the weirdness that our own, the U.S. government, was doing. Now, what was Project Stargate? Project Stargate was basically, again, trying to make psychic soldiers... Uh, in the U.S. trying to figure out a way to unlock this weird mind body connection that was considered pseudoscience by even a lot of people who are doing it. But but they wanted to make sure that it wasn't real, you know, so that perhaps we talked about in the episode that right. if if it is real and we just aren't spending the money to research it and one of our. Enemies does, then we're in a whole heap of trouble.
1: Yeah. And when we, when we're talking about psychic powers, I don't know about you guys. I like specifics. We're specifically talking about, um, one of, one of the biggest things they researched on the U.S. side was out of body experience. Is it possible to train people, to train soldiers or intelligence operatives to travel remotely and to somehow perceive things thousands of kilometers away.
3: Yeah, remote viewing, man. That was one of the biggest pushes. Yeah, the that's
1: the term, remote viewing. Ingo Swann, one mm-hmm. of the biggest guys in this. Um And I used to, when I was a kid, I had those time-life mystery books. Oh, yeah. That talked about Ingo Swann at length. And it's interesting because Swann maintains that he really has a legitimate ability to do this. And other people who worked with him have argued the same thing, but not all of them. And quite a few people have said, well, the reason that this was shut down is because ultimately we just found out that there was no real ability to do this or that even if this ability existed, it was not applicable or useful.
3: Yeah, it wasn't accurate enough.
1: Right, which is kind of what um, Sony – was it Sony? Kind of what Sony yeah. said when they shut down ESP. Their, their ESP program. Yep, true story, you guys. Sony had an ESP program. That's a story for
3: another day. And they used it in, in all of their CD technologies. <laughs> As we see, it's crazy. It actually says ESP on there. Mm-hmm. I, you remember that mm-hmm. or having, wow, is that? No, no that's perfect. Okay. Yeah,
1: it's a good point <laughs> because it's, it's, uh, it's strange. We, that's one of the things that you and I didn't believe when we first started reading it. Mm-hmm. We were convinced that ESP stood for some other acronym, yeah. you know, like electronic, sound provider yes or yes, something exactly. like that yeah but this this one was a real esp program and uh the us of course had them as well uh the soviet ideas were very different yeah they were um now a lot of this that comes to us comes from recently declassified documents and they are just the the tip of a red iceberg here huh Oh man. I uh, know. Uh but they are <laughs> I just I wrote it down earlier so I wanted to try it out. Uh but these these programs um if the information we're getting can be trusted began in 1917, which is the year of the Russian Revolution. Yeah. So it predates the USSR. And that's interesting. It continued till 2003 officially, which is even more interesting to me, and they did research in a different way their research was meant to be a little more quantitative Mm -hmm. rather than qualitative right so they measured the um they they wanted to walk away with concrete numbers and compare and compile and analyze uh these pieces of data so that they could figure out if there was really something going on and a lot of their experiments focus not so much on remote viewing as they did on um, the idea of electromagnetic or electrochemical fields. Right? Yeah, yeah,
3: exactly. It's that that free energy that's been searched for since we've figured since man has figured out that there is energy or there's some kind of electricity or power that you can harness yeah. in the environment and There's so many people who've looked for it and failed to find it, at least in my opinion. Zillenreich. Tesla, arguably. yeah.
1: Yeah. And, uh, we, we know that the, we know that the government of the time in the USSR was on board with a lot of this stuff. And you can see some fascinating photographs of devices that people had built with the idea that they would harness this energy through things called Serpan. Um, yeah, strange-looking
3: things. They look like thermoses almost. With yeah. Weird yeah. handles.
1: They're cylindrical with these handles. I don't know. Uh, some of them were strapped to people. Some of them were simply held. Mm-hmm. Uh, the idea being that if all living things emanate this field in some way, then we could build something that would aggregate and apply or direct this energy and they were directing it with the con, with the hope of doing things like, um, having plants grow faster was one producing, uh, neurological effects. So having someone's brain function be
3: affected in some way, yeah. which is frighteningly vague. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. Oh man, but that, that would be great if you could somehow. Really send out an, an enhancing intelligence ray with some device that was strapped onto you. Yeah. I guess you'd need a group of people if it worked the way they thought it would work.
0: Today, I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ends. Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm J.B. Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, StraightForward. Inspired by guaranteed, straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber. Live like a Guggenheim. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and hypergig for details.
2: twenty five dollars each. Visit LiveNation.com slash concert week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash concertweek to buy now. Right, yeah.
1: They did think it was a cumulative effect. Um but they also they also focused on you know, this was one of their most interesting areas of focus and something that the U.S. wasn't really focused on. They also used these torsion generators. We do have to point out that the Russians or rather the Soviets at this time did have uh, psychics that they would conduct tests on. And those tests would be some of the same stuff we hear in the United States. You know, uh, the idea of whether or not clairvoyance existed, which was not proven satisfactorily. The idea whether or not there would be, um, an ability to predict the future, which is also not proven very well. Uh, telekinesis, which as much as I want it to be real
3: was not proven. Mm -hmm. Um, again, if you believe that any of those things truly are real right now, listening to this podcast, um, and I don't mean to sound like an extreme skeptic because I'm certainly not. Uh, as soon as I have evidence that shows me that any of those things are real, I'm down because I, I want to believe, just like the old files But you should really talk to or listen to James Randi because the guy makes some really great points just about how he's offering crap loads of money to anybody that can prove this stuff.
1: Oh, that's right. Yes, the famous $1 million for proof of any uh, psychic parapsychological or paranormal phenomenon uh by James Randi and it's a little bit controversial in fact I'd like to do a podcast on that uh maybe in the future yeah 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 that's I'm a good idea I'm going to be totally honest with you though this is a part where we might differ I think that it is quite possible that in the future we will come to understand a scientific explanation for what we perceive um occasionally to be psychic powers i don't know what i don't i don't think somebody's going to go oh telekinesis is real and we just discovered it in 2018 i think that's <laughs> preposterous but it's going to be some kind
3: of fourth dimensional time distortion
1: right we understand so little about the nature of consciousness the nature of physics especially at a very small and very large level that we are we we don't even we don't even have gravity figured out. I yeah. mean, if you think about the the potential span of human history, my friend, we are still in the dark ages. So I think I'm I'm going to be a little more optimistic about it. Uh, well, that's we don't good. we don't have the tools yet to discover the explanations behind a lot of these things mm-hmm. um, or the explanations behind a lot of these reports. We do know that there are quite a few mundane things that can explain stuff like the feeling of deja vu mm-hmm. has a fairly, there's a fairly solid theory of what happens in our brain that makes us perceive that. Right. Mm-hmm. They didn't have this when they were doing a lot of these cold war experiments. Right. And uh, they had some enemies. We talked about um, the Academy of Russian scientists hated these programs oh yeah is they you know this was centralized funding so they said you government are taking funding for real science and applying it to pseudoscience right
0: today i'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids how about instead of timeouts time ins? time for you to start paying some bills
2: $25 each. Visit livenation.com slash concertweek to buy now. That's livenation.com slash concertweek to buy now.
1: But there's a, I think there was a bit of cynicism in some of these programs. We do know that the Soviets also sent people to, uh, Shangri-La to, out, out to search the, uh, the steps and, and, uh, comb through Tibet for, um, I think propaganda purposes more than anything else. I don't think they were really out to discover some ancient secret so much as they were to discover some brilliant marketing.
3: Yeah. That would have been just a little icing on the cake if they had actually discovered something crazy.
1: Yeah. And there's an interesting part here when we talk about this, uh, when we talk about what they did discover, because
3: here's the weird part. We don't know.
1: We don't have any idea.
3: Isn't that always, man, that is the case so often with us yeah. just because we, there's so much information that's withheld, uh, from everyone that we kind of get up against this wall. And, uh, just for, if you're a new listener, perhaps to the show, we really try to not speculate as much as give you the information that is there and then pop you know, go maybe a couple inches over that line just to let you know what we think.
1: There's, uh, yeah. And in this respect, there are some things that we can say about Russian um, or Soviet research in these fields. We mm-hmm. know that, for instance, we know that both a former defense minister and uh, Putin himself have talked about the future of unconventional weapons. We also know that in the West, research on these directed energy weapons – uh, is, is occurring. We know that the technology exists to give people the sensation that they are hearing voices, which is freaky, right? You yeah. hit me to that one, Matt. Yeah, that, uh, that gives me nightmares. We, we know it's, it's fairly obvious that the actual bleeding edge or cutting edge of technology is several years at minimum ahead of what the public thinks it is. One of the latest revelations that just came out, which will be a few weeks old now when this publishes, uh, which we posted to our Facebook earlier today, was that the NSA doesn't need an Internet connection to hack a computer anymore. No, it just needs a radio signal. just needs a radio wave and a little gadget about the size of a briefcase that some unsuspecting dude is carrying around. Oh, but don't worry. It's not in the United States, right? ha <laughs> uh, Sorry, everybody else. Uh, yeah. But the... um. But the point we're making is that it is completely possible that some of this fringe research into really crazy stuff led to applicable results. I like the comparison. I wanted to ask you what you think about this comparison, Matt. Um, so in alchemy, right? Way back in the dark ages, right? The, um, the weird hippie, uh, cultish father of chemistry, alchemy. People were conducting experiments to see what would happen, to try to create life uh, with a homologous, or am I pronouncing that correctly? Monculus? Yes. Yeah. And uh, trying to explain magic in mm-hmm. some ways, trying to change everything into gold and all that yeah. sort of stuff. Um, and in most cases, these alchemists did not discover what they thought they were discovering.
3: Yeah, but they discovered other things because they were curious and they didn't mind getting their hands a little dirty and gold leafed. Uh, <laughs> right. No, really, Ben, we really just need more curiosity, I think.
1: Yeah, exactly. So they discovered things, not necessarily what they meant to discover, but they did find valuable innovations because they were curious and they were attempting to be methodical. Mm-hmm. I think the same thing could happen here. I mean, history is lousy with examples of people who accidentally discovered something while they were doing something else. Mm -hmm. Like the guy who invented the microwave didn't mean to cook food with it. No.
3: That chocolate bar just melted. You mean the science oven? Yeah. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) yes, exactly.
1: And we have just a small inkling of what... Is actually being discovered and we know we bring up the active denial system, right? In, in our video. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's, it's freaky. It's a pain ray. Uh, we still don't know what Russia might have on the other side. And it's strange that governments could change, but the same documents would remain classified, isn't it?
3: Yeah. And, Essentially, it's so weird to me the idea that a government would change, but your, your armed forces are going to be fairly similar unless they're involved in whatever, whatever uprising occurs to change a government, if an uprising occurs. Mm-hmm. Or so, oh, if the KGB just took over. Yeah. I'm, it, it's really interesting when thinking about, sorry, my brain just went somewhere completely different, but just the changing of guard between different governments. Um, how much of that underlying research or that underlying, uh, technology would still exist. And and I would say that it probably would.
1: Oh yeah, we well we know that uh we know that in the case of nuclear technology um, there were uh n- proliferating nukes and know-how that were spreading around uh as NATO and Russia itself worked to stop the transmission of those. Um worked "finger quotes"
4: Stop yeah, finger yeah. quotes.
1: But you know, they, they made the polite noises. We wanted to let everybody know that there's a, uh, there's this great document that we read, unconventional research in USSR and Russia, a short overview. It's, uh, free online right now. You can just go and Google it. The author's name is Serge Kernbach. That's S-E-R-G-E. And in this document, you'll find a list of the stuff that we know they tried, a list of the funding, and some of the notable scientists. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where the rabbit hole begins. That's the yeah. ground surface. You can find much more interesting stuff. Um,
3: and my favorite part about that article are the pictures. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's uh, what I deal with, and I was able to use a bunch of them in our episode. Yeah, we uh, were able to
1: find the Serpan Yeah, pictures. exactly. Yeah. Um, and we want your thoughts on this. Do you think that governments continue psychic research? Do you think it was a big financial boondoggle and people were just paranoid? Do you think that you have evidence of psychic powers? Because if it checks out, we'll help you win that million dollars. Oh, yes. <laughs> um but we we should also put up a link on our on our website that has uh has some more information about the James Randi Prize. I have a blog post about it from earlier, okay. so you can check it out there. Um, and the very last thing I have to do, Matt, could I read you some listener mail?
3: Oh, please do.
1: He says, hey, Ben and Matt, my name's Hugh. First off, I want to thank you for providing a superlative source of erudition regarding stuff they don't want you to know. Nice. Prodigious appropriation for the wide range of topics addressed as well as the obvious in-depth research conducted. that was interesting. Wow. Yeah. I know, yeah. Thanks for stepping it up, uh, vocabulary wise there, Hugh. Secondly, I wonder if you'd be interested in covering the knowing complicity IBM played in the annihilation of millions of Nazi concentration camp prisoners during World War II. Now, this is something that you and I have talked about before, right, Matt?
3: Yes. Yes, we have. And, uh, it's a, it's a, another one of those heavy subjects, but I'm interested as yeah. much as
1: Hugh is. I'd like to tackle it as well. I think it's a great suggestion. Uh, Hugh calls it a slam dunk topic at the risk of being bromidic. Uh, huh. and he, he's got some great citations here about books written, uh, many by Edwin Black. Um, one that might be interesting to you listeners out there, IBM and the Holocaust, the strategic alliance between Nazi Germany, America's most powerful corporation. Now, one thing that we do know about this is that the, um, the role of private corporations in the rise of the Nazi Party is an ugly part of history that is also completely true. We also know there were there were American sympathizers with the Nazi Party who weren't just in in um, highly placed influential positions of corporations, but were also active politicians with popular support. Um, now, of course, to be completely fair in many cases, especially in a lot of those politicians' cases, they had no idea what the Nazi party was going to become and later go on to do. Mm -hmm. But this is an interesting topic, and we love digging into the historical
3: stuff they don't want you to know. Uh, What
1: do you think, Matt? Should we
3: check it out? I think we we should. And we're coming right off the heels of talking about the eugenics programs that some Americans with the help of some moneyed interests like basically set up. Yeah, in parts of Europe, including Germany.
1: Oh, yeah. That's an interesting detail for everyone who hasn't seen our introduction video on eugenics in America. Wow, nice. I can't think of a better way to uh, end the show here. Please check us out on iTunes if you listen to our podcast via iTunes. Help us out and uh, give us a rating if you're feeling charitable uh, so that we can continue doing uh this podcast as well as our video
3: show uh matt where can people find us you can always find us on facebook and twitter we are at conspiracy stuff on both of those uh you can go over to test tube and check out our mother our motherboard our mother world i don't know what the heck you'd call it it's just it's where we reside yeah. Over at testtube.com. Our network. Uh, of course, there's YouTube. We're, we're all over the place. Just type stuff they don't want you to know or conspiracy stuff into a search bar and you will find us. And the rabbit hole is deep, my friends. <laughs> and uh, the very last thing, if you don't like going on social media or really using the Internet that much, you can use Internet Light and send us an old-fashioned email to conspiracy at discovery.com.
2: more on this topic and other unexplained phenomena, visit testtube.com conspiracystuff conspiracy stuff. You can also get in touch on Twitter at the handle at conspiracy stuff.
1: Attention, true crime enthusiast searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you
2: up at night. Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief.